Hello, Insiders, and a very pleasant good afternoon to you, wherever you may be. We are live again this afternoon. This is your host, Bruce Ash, joining you once again from my secure underground bunker in the heart of beautiful Coronado, California, where thousands of patriots live in this little village and are proud of our great country. I'm joined here by my good friend and Inside Track co-host, Eb Wilkinson welcoming you to a special Memorial Day weekend edition of Inside Track. Eb and I hope you have a reflective weekend in appreciation of the sacrifice made by courageous men and women, all patriots, who have given their lives to preserve freedom here and abroad. Eb? Hey, thanks for tuning in today. We welcome your calls at the Essential Pest Control Hotline, 790-2040. The show's better with your participation. We have another spectacular show for you today. In just a moment, after our first break, we'll chat with frequent Inside Track contributor Terry Schilling from the American Principles Project about plans the current administration has to open the floodgates for sex changes for children approved by the U.S. government. And if time permits, we'll talk about the unbelievable $6 trillion just released by the White House. After the bottom of the host... Or bottom of the hour break, uh, J. Christian Adams from Public Interest Legal Foundation will talk about the Democrat-proposed congressional legislation that should be of concern to uh, the segment of the American population who still think elections ought to be fair and accountable. Bruce? Hey, this portion of Inside Track is brought to you by my co-host, Eb Wilkinson and Gary Imus from Imus Wilkinson Investment Management whose baby steps approach to your wealth management is designed so you never will have to solely depend on socialist security. Eb manages family wealth for my sister, and he does a fabulous job. Call Eb at 777-1911 and help and let him help you also. Hey, before we go to break and speak with uh, Terry Schilling, I'd like to say a few words about yesterday's vote in the U.S. Senate on the formation of a commission to investigate the events of January 6th in Washington, D.C. Kudos to the 54 Republican members of the Senate who stood up to Democrat efforts to further politicize the criminal actions of a few who broke into the Capitol building. Now, Chuck Schumer and the other Democrat leaders compared the break-in on that day to the 9-11 attacks on New York City and Washington, D.C., where nearly 3,000 Americans lost their lives. He is wrong, as he normally is, about anything having to do with liberty and pandering to the far-left influences inside of his party leadership. He should know better. Now, look, what occurred on January 6th does not even remotely compare to the foreign attacks that resulted in mass deaths and untold billions of dollars of damages on September 11th, 2001. And this would interfere in hundreds of ongoing criminal prosecutions of the rioters who attacked the Capitol. Now, perhaps if the supporters of a commission were really actually intent on learning more about threats to our country, just maybe they would want to investigate the deadly leftist riots, which were inspired and led by Black Lives Matter and Antifa, which erupted last summer and still go on from Seattle to New York City, and which were not peaceful protests and definitely caused by maligned individuals and groups bent on destruction of our free society. Mr. Producer, let's go ahead and take an early first break. When Eb and I return, we'll talk with Terry Schilling from the American Principles Project. Stay tuned. Eb and I will be back in a jiffy. Customers come first at Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. 
what other kind of customers do you have? So our biggest customers are actually like ranchers and people from outside of the Tucson area. They're buying a lot of square tubing. They're buying a lot of stuff for their ranch to close off fences. We'll sell anything from 10 feet to 10,000 feet to somebody that comes in because we have new steel and surplus steel from steel mills. The reason we're able to get such good pricing on some of this stuff is A, we sell scrap to the mill. So uh, we have a relationship there and then we can buy material, what they're making, bringing it back. And so we save on freight and we have relationships for years with them. So I think that's really our niche market. We'll sell whatever you need. Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Call 209-1579. Stop by the yard, 701 East 36th Street. Open Monday through Saturday. It's termite season. Fear the blue trucks from Essential Pest Control. Go blue at Essential Pest Control. We'll eliminate those bugs, bees, and termites. And stop paying too much to that national provider. Buy local for great service and affordable rates. Call Essential Pest Control because termites fear the blue. Ah, run for your life. Call for the blue trucks from Essential Pest Control. 886-3029. That's 886-3029. Or check online at EssentialPest.com. Ask not. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Wouldn't it be great if political leaders could create that country again? Learn how to do exactly that, one family at a time, with Imus Wilkinson Investment Management. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, imuswilkinson.com, 777-1911, Welcome back to Inside Track. This portion of today's show brought to you by our friends Jamie and Gary Kipper from Tucson Iron Metal Surplus. Bruce talked with Jamie yesterday, and she told him they have some of the best new surplus materials they've ever had to help you with your next project. Everyone can find something for the home or ranch at Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus at super great prices. Go and check out what they have to offer at the 700 block of East 36th Street. And hey, while you're there... Ask Jamie to let her let you see her chickens and maybe pick up a dozen eggs while you're there. And friends, don't forget the summer temps bring more des- desert creatures and pests. Call 886-3029 for Eric Rudin and his great team at Essential Pest to protect your home, business, as well as your kids and doggies. These are two great locally owned businesses that you can depend on. We do, and so should you. Okay, on to our next guest. Our first guest, please welcome friend of the show, Terry Schilling from American Principles Project, back to Inside Track. Thanks for joining us, Terry. Hey, thanks for having me. I love it. Yeah, hey, last fall, your group of American Principles Project warned Americans that if elected, the Biden administration would adopt policies that promoted uh, sex change treatments for children, and this would result in official U.S. government policy. Unfortunately, you were right, weren't you? Unfortunately, I was, my friend. Unfortunately, I was. Yeah. Sadly, your claims uh, were labeled then as misinformation. Uh, and, of course, they're not. No. this was a, Our ads were pulled down off of Facebook. We were one of the victims of big tech censorship. One of the first ones, really. And they pulled our ads down because they said that they were out of context and that they were misleading. And... This is a big problem with big tech, right? Like, no one voted to put them in control of the, of being fact checkers and what's allowed to be put online. Um, but they're they're in the power; they're, they have the power to do it. And and our, our government officials are really not running to to take control over this and, and get rein it in. It's it's really scary. But this transgender kids thing is is really concerning because you have these detransitioners. These are people who made the sex change transition. They got the, the surgeries, the hormone treatment, and then they came to regret it. <laughs> well, the problem with regretting a sex change is that it's permanent, right? It's like regretting a tattoo. You, you're always going to have something there um, that's been changed. And they want to push this on kids, even as these detransitioners are coming out of the woodwork saying it was a nightmare, it was a disaster for me, and, and I was an adult when I made this decision. Now they're doing it to kids. Yeah, who have no, who have no, uh, they don't have a legal ability to say that. You know, to that, to that point, the current administration speaks frequently about following science. But as you said recently, 
We know this policy is not based in science. In fact, just two months ago, one of the largest hospitals in Sweden announced it would no longer be giving gender transition ju- uh, drugs to children under 16 due to the lack of understanding about the drug's side effects. So what sort of scientific knowledge do we have about the medical consequences of these drugs on kids? Well, there's a lot of downsides. First of all, you know, once a child gets onto puberty blockers, uh, they are going to be infertile. Uh, there's, once they get the cross-sex hormones, they're going to be infertile. They, every step in this, like you think about the, the decision to sterilize yourself. It, it's, it's not something that a child can even begin to fathom, right? The, the taking away their ability to ever have their own children again. They can't fathom the consequences of that choice. So what you're uh, saying is these drugs, if, if, if you're a male child and you go on those hormone blockers, that you're pretty much doing medical castration? Exactly. Exactly. They, they, the, this, it's a, the drug that they use to block puberty um, in, in little girls, it is, it's called Lupron. Um, that causes uh, permanent uh, uh, infertility. And then once these kids start taking the hormones, their bodies are irreparably damaged. Um, they're, 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 they're sterilized. Uh, but then they also start, I mean, when you mess with the, the chemical and hormone structure of your body, you're not supposed to do that, right? Like we all know that for men, you're not supposed to take uh, testosterone, in the form of steroids because it messes up your body. It, it causes heart problems. It causes uh, temperament problems. It, it causes cholesterol problems. It causes everything, right? It, it increases your chance of cancer. Um, and they're doing this to kids to transition them to another sex, which is impossible. Um, it's absolutely nuts. And I, and I, I just can't wrap my head around the, the, the people that are, that are pushing this agenda on kids and making money off of it. You know, I well, mean, this is the thing. It's being driven by profit. Well, and, and politics. It seems like the HSS, HSS medical policy being promoted is for political purposes. You know, this isn't exactly like fixing a broken bone or curing childhood cancer, is it? No, it's not. And, and the thing is, we, when you fight this stuff, right, when you fight the transgender lobby, on, especially on the kids' stuff, they really freak out. They really start screaming and stomping their feet and calling you a transphobe and saying that you're bullying trans children and targeting them for harassment. That's not the case, right? Like, we just have a different solution, right? The, so how I see it is the left views this issue of gender dysphoria where you feel where you're a boy, right, but you feel like you're a girl and you're, it makes you uncomfortable. You're, you're confused, right? They want to change your body to match how your brain thinks, right? I just want to change their brains to match their bodies. I just have a different solution. I, I love these kids. They have something that's very real, right? Gender dysphoria is real, and we have to get them the best care. But the best care is not permanently sterilizing them. The best care is not castrating them or doing mastectomies on healthy 15-year-old girls who don't have breast wow. cancer, right? This is the best care for them is getting their brains and them, them, themselves to feel comfortable in their own bodies without any alterations at all. That's the goal, right? And that's the cheapest right. way to do it, too. Yeah, so in supporting these uh, radical strategies, aren't the feds also suggesting this policy with the intention of denying federal reimbursements to hospitals who oppose these policies? That's exactly right. That, that, and that's really what this means. It, it, it's basically forcing insurance companies and healthcare providers to go along with these rules or risk federal funding. And it's a nightmare, right? Because if you're a doctor and you know the science of this, you know the permanent consequences that this is going to sterilize the kid. And, and what if you're a doctor who has really read and researched this and just think like, no, 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 this kid doesn't need surgery. I believe he needs psychiatric counseling to feel comfortable in his own body. I mean, it, it is, it's ridiculous. We're, they tell us to trust the science, trust the doctors when it comes to this coronavirus, which, by the way, they're wrong on, too. Um, oh, my God. Oh, on they, side with all that and, and that's another show, wrong. Terry. <laughs> no, that's right. We could do a whole show on that. We could do 10 shows on that. Uh, but these guys, whenever they say trust the science, whenever they say trust the doctors, they're lying. 
They're wrong. They're projecting. They're, they're trying to cover up something. The left has never been honest with the American people about anything, right? Like, uh, go back to Obamacare. You can keep your doctor if you like your doctor. You can keep your health care if you like your health care. You, you, and, then, and then you go to it, gay marriage. Oh, we just want gay marriage to live with our partners. Now, now we've got transgender toddlers, right? Like, it, this, isn't, this isn't just what they're saying it is. They're, they're lying to us, and they're trying to condition us. Exactly. Hey, I've got more questions on that, but we've got a caller. Charles? So you mean that you don't want to promote the transgender toy uh, toddler toy industry? Oh <laughs> no, and I and I don't want to. <laughs> thanks, Charles. I, and I don't want to promote the the transgender agenda in these cartoons. I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, online today there's a clip of the children's show Blues Clues, uh, where they're doing a gay pride parade with a drag queen. Oh, you're kidding about me! All the different. T- no, no wait a minute. And it's, Terry, it's, I think that's terrible. We should not be dragging anybody behind anything. <laughs> the, the, the day of that is done. I, my question is simple. If you have an opinion on it, I'd like to know, and I'll listen to the answer on the air. And that is, to what extent do you think that the, uh, that the beginning in probably the 70s of uh, a popularization of, the, uh, uh, of mutilation via tattooing has led to... The idea that it's okay to mutilate your body in other ways. I'll listen on the radio. Thank you. Oh, that's that's interesting. Um, that's an interesting question. You know, people have been getting tattoos for centuries. Uh, you know, like uh, and really millennia. Um, I don't. I don't really view the two as as related. Maybe, perhaps they are. I, I don't know. I I don't think one leads to the other. Um, I think this is something totally different, right? And and we we know that it's something totally different because the architects of this gender uh you know identity movement this transgender movement they've said so you know this all this all originated the the academia behind it originated at berkeley with a woman named uh, uh dr judith butler and she was a radical feminist and she said we in order to to destroy gender we have to use gender and what they wanted to do was tear down all the differences between the genders so that it, there was no, like, different treatment or different acknowledgments of the differences between the sexes. And so they wanted to push this transgender surgery stuff to confuse the people and make them think that, oh, yeah, I can, if I don't feel like I'm a man, I can just become a woman just by changing my hormones <laughs> and chopping out my body parts. It, it's a real radical movement. And it's really ideologically based in the sexual movement, um, and I, don't, I just don't view tattoos as a sexual movement. This is this is primarily the sexual left. You know, you talk about Judith Butler and uh, her influence on all this. When when you take a look at this, uh, how much of this is once again the radical left, the the uh, uh, the, the fringe, trying to divide America where there is no division? No, you're exactly right. This is the thing about the left. There's there's a pattern here, and I think it's just based in their DNA. They try to divide America on every possible thing they can. If it's not gender, it's race. If it's not race, uh, you know, it's income. If it's not income, it's national origin. If it's not national origin, it's it's religion. They want to divide us. They want to force us to hate each other. They want us to think that the other people hate each other, right? Like, it, you know, it, it's funny. I, I actually, I work in this movement where we're fighting the LGBT radicals, right? And you would think, oh, Terry, you, there's no way you know any gay people or you have any gay friends. I have a lot of gay friends, actually, and they support what I'm doing. They like that I'm trying to protect these kids from this weird sexual agenda. And, you know, you get out of D.C. and you realize... Oh, they want us to hate each other. They they hate the fact that Terry Schilling has gay friends, and they hate the fact that my gay friends have a Christian friend that that doesn't agree with homosexuality or, or the transgender stuff. Like they hate it because it's the truth. And it, and and when we're working together and united, you can't stop us, and right. they have no power. Right? Or gay Christian friends that don't want this to take place with their youngins, you know, with, with, with the youth. I mean, they're, they're basically forcing this on the youth where they have no choice at all. I mean, you take a look. Look, if you're an adult and you want to do that to your body, God bless you. You're a grown adult. Do whatever you want to. Don't do it, our kids. Hey, we've got another caller. Mark? Mark, go ahead. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there, there is something wrong with, you know, the tattooing can be sexual. It depends on where it's done. 
but that's not what I'm calling about. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's an enormous high rate of um, suicides among those people who have well, what I'll call sexual mutilation done, you know, uh, medically. And, and I don't know what's going on with that as far as uh, education on that. That's There's a lot of people yeah. that go through that that, then wish they had not, and they can't really go back. That's right, and there's been a lot of studies on this, and and they found that not only so here's the here's the central argument to the trans, from the transgender lobby. They say that in order that these people with gender dysphoria, that if we don't affirm them in their gender dysphoria, if we don't get them their surgeries or their hormone treatments, that they are at risk of suicide because forty percent of transgender people commit suicide. Well, guess what? There have been several studies that show that after the surgeries, after the hormones, the suicide rate does not stay the same. It doesn't even go down. It goes up. And it's a very simple reason. It's because getting a surgery and altering your body is not going to change your mental state of being. It's not going to make you love yourself anymore. 60 Minutes just did a story about this where they were telling the stories uh, and the viewpoints of the people who regretted their transition. And there were several people in that group who said, I never felt suicidal until my last sex change surgery. Wow. Think about that. And and here's how we know that the left isn't honest on this one either, right? So if it's all about preventing people from committing suicide, if, if, if committing suicide is such a big problem that we have to address, well, how come you weren't doing anything to get our schools back opened up when young children were killing themselves during this coronavirus crisis uh, from, from lack of social interaction with their peers, from the depression, uh, the overwhelming depression that they got from not going to school and, and failing and, and not seeing their teachers. It, you know, these guys, they're just, they just lie. They never tell the truth. They have a really bad agenda. They don't care about us. Um, and it's really unfortunate. I agree. It's all, it's all, about, it's all about control. Yep. Every bit about control. Bruce. Hey, Terry, uh, and thanks very much for joining us today. Uh, so uh, states like Arkansas are doing things to push back on this trend with, uh, with this sort of sexual mutilization. What can state legislatures do to prevent this federal policy from impacting health care in our own states? Well, I think the first step is to start passing bills um, uh, that ban these sex change surgeries for minors. Uh, you know, Arkansas did a great job. You know, their governor vetoed a bill that would protect minors from these types of uh, chemical castrations and and sex change procedures, and they overrode his veto. Um, We need more states doing that. And and what's going to happen long term is eventually there's going to be a conflict between the feds and the states, and it's going to have to go to the Supreme Court. And we're going to have to see, and I I think our odds are good, that, uh, you know, the current Supreme Court would say it's absolutely acceptable for states to restrict uh, access to sex changes uh, for minors. Um, you know, we, I know we don't have, you know, the most solid majority in the court, but I have a hard time believing that, um, you know, we wouldn't be able to get a five to four victory there. Um, the other thing is, is we need to start suing these medical companies. Uh, the states and these state AGs, they need to start suing these providers that are doing these sex change treatments for minors on behalf of the detransitioners. Uh, you know, like, there's going to be, in five to ten years, there's going to be a whole class of these kids who were under 18 who got mastectomies, who did the hormone treatment, who got bottom surgery before they were 18. They're going to be in pain. They're going to be suffering. They're going to have damages because these doctors gave them surgeries before they were 18 able to actually consent. There's going to be major malpractice, and that's when justice is really going to be served and when there's going to be a real fight uh, to rein in these laws or these these practices because it's going to cost the states that were promoting this stuff a lot of money. It's going to cost the hospital systems a lot of money that allowed it to go on. It's it's going to be very expensive. Terry, be- before we close, American Principles Project uh, has just had a lot to say about federal spending. The president just announced a six trillion dollar budget. Um, what will American Principles Project do to prevent this sort of expansion of the federal budget? And what's that likely to look like? You know, th- this is going to be a porkapalooza uh, and, and result in runaway inflation, don't you think? Yeah, it, 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 look, it's, it's a major problem. 
um, this 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 record level of spending. You know, two trillion of that budget is Joe Biden's American Families Plan, and what right. that American Families Plan is. Like, so, so first of all, let's let's just take two trillion dollars and we'll divide it uh, by seventy-two million children. That's how many kids are in America. That's twenty-five thousand dollars per child that the federal government's going to be spending. We need to start real, like giving these numbers to the American people because what the Joe Biden American Families Plan does is it spends $25,000 per kid in America to put them into universal pre-K and give them two years of community college for free, <laughs> essentially. Um, we, you know, we should tell parents about what they're doing because parents don't – if you give parents the option of $25,000 or pre-K uh, and uh, two years of community college – they're going to choose the 25 grand um, and they're going to realize just how crazy these Democrats are. Um, it's going to be tough. I, I don't think you're really going to rein in all of this federal spending until you can figure out the monetary problem. Right. Um, if, if the federal government can just print its own money and loan loan money to its own self, um, there's never going to be a, a drop point, you know, where, where you have to make the tough decisions. Um, it, it, we're going to really, it's going to have to be an all of the above solution too. You're going to have to cut. You're going to have to grow. You're going to have to push people to have more kids, right? That's the other thing that we, that's really been hurting. You know, I think we're up to thirty trillion dollars for our national debt now. Thirty trillion, Jeez. Uh, spread out among three hundred million people uh, is a lot more expensive than thirty trillion spread out over four hundred million people. If that makes sense. So we're going to need to have more kids, more families. Uh, more taxpayers. Uh, we're going to have to grow the economy. It, it's going to be very difficult, and we're going to have to reform our monetary policy. Terry, how can people find out more about American Principles Project and support your work? Uh, it's very simple. So we're growing, we're building the NRA for families. We're, we're organizing parents and families directly in politics from the school board level all the way to the presidency. And just like the NRA does gun owners, and we want to take back our kids' education and innocence, but it's very simple. It's AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. Join us today, and we'll get you signed up and, and active and engaged in, um, in whatever level of politics you want, because we need more everyday people and parents involved in this process to take, take yeah, that. Yeah, this, this, is, this is about grassroots politics. And, you know, it seems like too many Republicans uh, who want to run for office, they want to run for Congress or, or U.S. Senate. Uh, but we, we oftentimes ignore school districts where a lot of the damage is being done. Uh, Terry, thanks very much for joining yes, us. Thank Hope you. to have you back on to have you back on real soon uh producer tom let's go ahead to our bottom of the hour break when we return jay christian adams uh from um well we'll hear all about that from him but uh you're listening inside track stay tuned eb and i will be right back I'm proud to welcome my good friends at Tucson Iron and Metal Retail to Inside Track as an advertiser. Jamie Kipper and her staff are conservation experts. They sell round and square steel tubing, metal plate and roofing materials, as well as new and used steel, aluminum, and stainless steel to ranchers, artists, interior designers, roofers, and do-it-yourselfers, just like all of the listeners here. Tucson Iron and Metal Retail is open Monday through Fridays, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., and Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon. Tucson Iron and Steel Retail, 701 East 36th Street. Call 520-209-1576 or go to tucsonironretail.com. And when you do call, mention this ad and receive an additional 10% discount on their already great prices. It's termite season. Bugs fear the blue trucks from Essential Pest Control. Go blue at Essential Pest Control. We'll eliminate those bugs, bees, and termites. And stop paying too much to that national provider. Buy local for great service and affordable rates. Call Essential Pest Control because termites fear the blue. Ah, run for your life! Call for the blue trucks from Essential Pest Control. 886-3029. That's 886-3029. Or check online at EssentialPest.com. I'm Eb Wilkinson with Imus Wilkinson Investment Management. I don't ever want you to be dependent on government ever again. I want you to become financially independent. You will never, ever have to depend on socialist security for your survival. We are here to guide you to financial independence. That's imuswilkinson.com, 777-1911. 
That's 777-1911. Hey, welcome back to Inside Track. Bruce is here virtually. Ed's in the studio. We thought we were going to get to our next guest, Jay Christian Adams. Um, We'll talk about that again in a second. Do you have a home improvement project you want to get going, but you're worried if you can afford the luxury you deserve? Corazon Cabinets sells top quality cabinets by J&K, Legacy, and Conestoga. The, visit the Corazon crew at their new showroom located at 4700 South Park. Meet Joy, Allie, and David to see their fabulous collection and let them plan the kitchen or bath of your dreams. If you remember last week, I reported on the great price Janie and I got on our new cabinet order that we placed for our new home. Well, uh, my wife and I made another ad to our order uh, this week, and Corazon has created a server for our dining room that is like a piece of custom-designed furniture, and it is absolutely gorgeous. Um, Anyway, uh, Joy and Allie, they're just design pros. Call Corazon Cabinets, 488-2266, and get to work on uh, beautifying your home in 2021, just like Eb, me, and I have done. And it's luxury you can afford. So, uh, Eb, um, this is where I was going to throw it off to you. Um, we had uh, hoped that we would have a J. Christian Adams with us, and apparently he is in a church service and uh, unable to uh, talk with us right now. Um but uh, believe me, there's plenty to talk about. Um, there's, Eb, a, there, um, our, there's so many things we could talk about, Bruce. Yeah. Uh, so getting back to, to our last guest, Terry Schilling. And, and by the way, Charles and, and Mark, thanks very much for calling in. And anybody else who wants to make further comments, um, you know, please do call in. T- Terry is very provocative. And, you know, Eb and Tom, because uh, I know, Tom, you, you're you not just producing the show, you're, you're following us right along. Um, you know, isn't it just amazing that a, a child has to get permission from their parents to get their ears pierced, uh, but a child on their own can begin ordering um, sex change kind of procedures? Or get um, an abortion. Uh, well, and an abortion as well. Um, these these are these are incongruities that that I think you know these are not naturally occurring. They have they have come from the left, and and they've had radical kind of consequences within within our within our uh, country. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it is there to divide us. I'm telling you now, Bruce. If we came out as conservatives in support of this, then they'd want to cancel it. Well, maybe so. Not, not that I'm um, saying that we do that. I'm just saying that uh, there are too many, uh, I don't know the term, radicals that, that truly want to divide us as a country because we aren't divided right now, and they don't like that. They want control. They, they want to uh, be front and center, and when we are at peace, they're not. Hmm. Well, um Hey, uh, let me change the topic just a little. Uh, uh, Mr. Adams won't be able to join us, but, um, uh, you know, he points out that agents of the Democrat Party are trying to interfere in the Maricopa County audit of the 2020 election. We had Randy pulling on a couple of weeks ago. Eb, you know, I'm wondering what they have to fear with the results of the audit. Uh, and as Randy as Randy pointed out to us, the, the goal of the audit isn't to overturn the outcome of the 2020 election, but to see if there were laws and rules broken by public officials. Absolutely. uh, And to preserve the sanction of free and fair elections. Um, I I listen to uh, the Hugh Hewitt show every morning. Now, on KVOI, you listen to two hours of Hugh Hewitt from 10 to 12 in the morning. I listen to it uh, in its live broadcast form on a radio station out of Los Angeles uh, that I get on my phone. And um, uh, yesterday during the Hillsdale Hour, uh, Hillsdale President Larry Arn said uh, on Hugh's show that when a nation cannot assure the results of an election are free of bias and conducted lawfully is when people start swinging at each other. Exactly. Hey, uh, we've got a, We've got a caller, Bruce. Yeah. Uh, Donna, are you there? Yes. 
Um, Go ahead, Donna. I hope it's okay. I'm going to change the subject a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's your show, Donna. What is your opinion of our governor vetoing 22 bills because because they have not yet gotten a budget? They're they're always late with the budget, and he wants – so he held this over their heads. He vetoed all 22 bills. Well, no, 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 I no, I know what I, I I still I even if I'm in California for the weekends, I still I still read the news from Tucson every day. Uh, I I was um, I was scratch. That was a head scratcher for me, Donna, because um, there's there's no there's no reason for him to do that. As you said, there's plenty of time that remains. They'll get the budget worked out. I almost think that this was a simple way for for the governor who may be running for something else not to get himself um, on the hook for a decision on his own part, having nothing to do with the budget, uh, if he vetoed uh, those bills. Because uh, there are some bills, if he's trying to run for U.S. Senate or if he wants to set himself up for a, uh, a national election in the future, um, you know, he may not want to be on the record agreeing uh, with uh, somebody or somebody's bill who he thinks uh, is maybe a little bit fringy f- for his own taste. And that's that's where I see it. Uh, Eb, do you have any opinion on that? No, I, I, I agree with you, Bruce. I really do. Hey, we got another caller, Mark. Mark, you're back on the air. Hello. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I, I was hoping to get this across to, to um, your previous guest. Uh, anyway, to correct me or um, or fire me. away, Mark. But it fire seems, away. Yeah, it seems to me that um, these uh, same very same leftist, National Socialist, American Workers Party, commie, Nazi, fascists support the Islamo Islamic um, cultural practice of girls. Uh, sexual mutilation and um they have no problem with that because it's the uh, islamic cultural thing to do and, well but it, it goes uh, it goes both it goes both ways that. mark and it goes, it goes further both than ways. that yeah because because they want they want this to to happen to boys as well um that's right and and, and look you know there there certainly there certainly is a comparable uh sort of a reaction uh you know to to exactly what you're saying uh, but but you know these this group um, and 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 I'll, I'll, Terry didn't talk about this but but you know we certainly have read and heard a lot where parents are the ones who are driving children uh, to some of these decisions because of what their philosophy happens to be or maybe what you know their own particular sexual uh, 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 dysfo- dysphobia might might have been uh, growing up. I think Hello? we just lost Bruce. Oh. Well, anyway, yeah, there's uh, okay. there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, Mark. It, it's not just uh, gender mutilation of girls. It's also of young men as well, you know, of boys as well. When, when you've got kids that are confused, uh, you know, that's where they need counseling. They don't need uh, sexual reassignment surgery. Now, that's my opinion. Yep. Certainly not the opinion necessarily of the station or management or anything else. That's just my opinion. Uh, where do you stand, Mark? And, and, okay. Well, I, so also I was going to bring up is, um, so I wonder how much, I don't have any data on this at all, how much uh, influence, when you, t- you talked about parents' influence, the, um, let me call it, uh, you know, same-sex marriage, people raising children, how much influence that has on... I think those are two different issues. Do that. I, I think okay. those are absolutely two different issues. Look, I don't know. I um, don't know anything about it. So Yeah, I, I think those are two completely different issues. You, you've got one where you've got uh, two men or two women who uh, identify as gay or lesbian and want to spend the rest of their lives together. Uh, look, I'm more libertarian than anything else on that. Who am I to stand in their way? Don't scare the... You know, well, I am don't also. don't scare the yeah. sheep. Uh, if you're a grown adult, go ahead and do what you want. Um, you know, don't involve anybody else in it. As long as it's not hurting anybody else, as far as I'm concerned, you know, it's your body. Do what you want. You know, my body, my choice. Of course, unless it comes to COVID and the government. Well, it's still pure evil. What is? I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. 
I'm not disagreeing with you at all. And I'm going to narrow cast to Charles. Charles, I know you've got uh, opinions on this. Feel free to call in and tell us where you stand on that. Anything else, Mark? Uh, no, that's it. Thanks for the great show. All right. You're welcome. Hope, uh, Thank you. Hope uh, <laughs> he gets back into the into the call. Well, we'll either get Bruce back or we're not going to get Bruce back. Um, I'm he, back. Oh, Bruce is back. Go, <laughs> go ahead, Bruce. I, I just, I just, I kind of, I kind of disappeared there. Uh, maybe for the better. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I, um, I thank Donna and I thank Mark for for their contributions on on the topic. Uh, and and you know, uh, Eb and Mark had just made some um, references to parents. Uh, of these children who um, have kind of created uh, a a momentum towards this uh, sexual transformation uh, for their own children, or or at least are very, very tolerant of it. Um, I can't imagine a parent intentionally um, making a commitment. uh, It's sometimes before the child even turns 10 years old uh, to go in this direction. I I think about who I was at a 10-year-old age, who I was at 15 or 16 and who I was at 20 years old. And there are light years in terms of how people think of themselves and look at the world. Um, There is certainly a lot of pressure um, uh, through social media, uh, creating this sort of um, um, movement toward, you know, sexual transformation uh, that exists for kids. And when you're 10 years old or even 15 or 16 years old, I'm not sure that you have the sort of judgment uh, needed in order to make some uh, decision that is life-changing. And that's forever Yeah, absolutely. I I don't believe at all you've got the ability to make those decisions at that age. Even when you're 20, I mean, your brain hasn't stopped growing yet. Right. Hey, we've got Charles. Oh, hang on. We've almost got Charles. I see his name flashing up. Well, while we're waiting for Charles, you know, I just, when when you're a child, you've got all these different hormones and emotions running through your body. You know, why would you, as a parent, go ahead and do that to your kid? Charles, you're on the air. I have a question, and it, it is a sincere question. It's not a setup. If you had a child... You know, God forbid, if you had a child that was standing in front of you with the scissors, threatening to cut off his own parts, or a girl threatening to cut off some of her parts, why would we look at that child any differently in terms of getting them help than one who wants to do that through a doctor? I don't think we would. Well, you you shouldn't, Charles. But but what's happening today is there are many uh, adult. Um, I, I'll call them adult. They're parents who who age wise uh, would would qualify as adult, but they're not thinking like adults who would sanction this sort of uh, activity for their children. But, I mean, it's and I'm it's, not, it's, it's. Pardon me. I'm not denigrating people who have gender dysphoria. Nor am I no, saying gender not. dysphoria do- doesn't exist, nor am I no. trying to be insensitive to the idea that some people are not well. The question, though, is, is as you were just alluding to, the question is, why is it any different if a fellow's got his part in his hand and he's got his scissors and he's saying, I want to do this? Why would that be treated any differently than a person who asks the doctor to do it? Well, according to the left, it's because they have a doctor doing it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I'm a doctor. I'm here to help. And and bear hey, in Charles, mind, I am Charles. not saying that uh, there are not people out there that legitimately feel this way. Nor am and, I. And, Nor am I making right. fun of them either. No, absolutely not. No. I don't Charles, want anybody I, I, here. Go ahead, Bruce. Yeah, Charles, I just, I just have a... A thought that I, I I had wanted to share with um, Terry when he was on the air, um, you know, once somebody reaches the age of majority, um, mm-hmm. I think I think that it is up to that person if they wanted to make that sort of a transformation uh, to their body and and that sort of a transformation in their own uh, manner in which they're going to live their lives, uh, and they wanted to do that. I don't think there should be a law against it, and frankly, I don't think there should be any shaming about it. Um, it's not, it's not the world. Yeah, it's not the world I want to live in. And and I think I think part of the point that you're trying to make is, uh, or at least part of it, 
is that um, um, it for for a child to do that, it's almost as though they're saying, you know, I want to I want to commit uh, uh, suicide partly uh, as a male to become a female, or I want to commit suicide as a female to become male. They'll still be alive, right. but but that part of them would would have been removed altogether for the rest of their lives. I have an idea. How about somebody who wants to change their body first go modify a car and see what's involved <laughs> in cutting the parts out? You know, make it a, make it lower the roof, whatever it is, put on a hydraulic system, and whatever it is that suits your fancy about cars, go first chop up the car and see how that feels. And then think about somebody doing that to your own body. Maybe it'll change your perspective. And maybe it'll you'll think of cool new ways to mutilate yourself i don't know but you know i think what's missing here is reflection reflection and the and unemotional reflection we're all wrapped around the axle of our emotions about this how about we take emotion out of it and put some reason in it well that totally destroys the argument Hey, I want yeah, how to. How about we the, use some Loctite instead of some WD forty? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I want to get back to the uh, Maricopa County and the voting machines. Yeah. So, Bruce, what are your thoughts as to, uh, you know, we were talking about that earlier. Um, I do not believe that no matter what they find, Maricopa County will try and uh, decertify the election. What say you? No, they're 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 not they're not seeking to to decertify the election, and and everybody's been very clear from from the Senate president down to uh, uh, the the people who are involved in the audit itself, and and frankly, there's no reason to the uh, the 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 vote was certified, uh, the governor signed it, Maricopa County uh, supervisor signed it, um, and and the electors voted, uh, and that's not going to change. We should have a curiosity to know what happened and to make sure that these things don't happen in the future, particularly now. And, and this is what we would have talked with Jay Christian Adams about. Um, we would have been we would have been looking at uh, also this H.R. one and S.R. one, which is filled with bad ideas, uh, including federalizing uh, these state elections, you know, in 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 America. There are 50 states who vote in federal elections, and the territories do as well. Uh, but th their votes don't apply uh, to to the U.S. Uh, to the U.S. presidency. Um, HR one fundamentally transforms the relationship between the states and the federal government. It, it guys, it's the most fundamental power the states keep in the Constitution, and it was the power of the states. To I think we just lost Bruce again. You know, I think this is really cool because it's kind of like revolving door radio. Sorry, guys. No, no, Bruce, are you in the closet right now? I'm in the closet. <laughs> okay, I'm in the closet, and I got and I got four bars, so I'm not I'm not sure what's what's happening. But I'm going to hold my phone up high above my head. That's okay. It's um, the East European equipment that we're working on right now, and and. Um, you know, you, you talked about the 50 states. Uh, Tom chimed in and said, no, there's actually 52 states. Uh, not I if, think uh, not if any. have found your location. <laughs> they may have. They may have. So, no, and so, you know, we, we've got these, uh, we, we've got Maricopa County trying to figure out what's going on. Um, it won't change the results of the election. It will tell us if there's anything that took place that needs to be resolved in the next election, such as uh, were there a number of dead people voting? Were there a number of people voting that were ineligible to vote because they either A, were felons, B, were voting in other states, uh, you know, or whatever? Well, look, there, there's a proposal contained uh, in H.R. 1, S.R. 1 about federal support using taxpayer dollars to give to candidates running for federal office. I mean, it's 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 amazing. There are going to be billions of dollars given to candidates, and this will especially help uh, incumbents uh, in, in the election uh, coming up in 2024. 
in 2020, and, and this goes back to uh, to uh, local election, or excuse me, local counting. Um, billionaires like Mark Zuckerberg contributed huge amounts to local county recorders and secretaries of state across the country uh, for voter boxes where ballots could be dropped off. It's a bad idea. Um, and and it 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 was so bad in Arizona. And, and Randy Pullen talked with us about this uh, just recently. They weren't even they weren't even validating signatures on those ballots. That's how bad this whole thing and, and that's become. a problem. That's another problem that could lead to, you know, a potential problem to lead to fraud. You know, wh- well, when, when I grew yeah. up, you had to have a damn good reason why you couldn't go in and vote. And then you might get an absentee ballot. But you had to do that in person well ahead of time. That's not the case now. I, I do not like the idea that they're just randomly mass mailing ballots out there. Well, and the other thing uh, we've in our country uh, since the middle of the 19th century, um, we hold our federal elections on the first Tuesday in November. That process is now turned into at least a month. Um, the more time the ballots are outstanding, the more opportunities there are uh, for voter fraud. I'm not saying that there is, but there's more opportunities available for that. Um, there are standards and laws um, for running elections in states. They've been ignored. And when you get back to Larry Arnn's comments, uh, Eb, about the lack of public confidence in the outcome of elections and and what that does to to the form of government we have, it could lead to us being in a situation where people don't think that we have a legitimate government. And and uh, no, I'm not saying that Joe Biden uh, wasn't elected uh, legally. I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist in in, in that regard. Uh, but I am saying that um, um, when when we have lack of confidence in how we conduct elections and and so many people are talking about it. And something like 40% of the American public uh, had already been turned off to elections for some yes. time. Now you have an additional impetus for that. And, and that is about, you know, uh, people just not having any kind of confidence in, in the election itself. Right. We don't have to like the results, but we have to, to uh, be comfortable that the results are legitimate. And that's yeah. what we're not getting right now. Bruce, we've got a minute and nine seconds left. What do you want to say before we have to go? Well, um, we're going to have another great show next week. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to contact uh, uh, Adam's uh, uh, publicist to make sure uh, we actually get him on the show uh, for sure next week. I'm not sure what the heck happened, uh, but, uh, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have another great show for everybody next week. It'll be a live show. I'm committed uh, to doing these shows uh, every week live. And I may need to change from this closet to another closet uh, in my in my bunker, but uh, we'll get that done. Well, Bruce, I hope you come out of the closet and end up doing well. Um, <laughs> you know, we had a great time with Terry. I want to get him back on. He's always a good talk. Uh, I've got a couple other people that I'll talk with you about off the air. Uh, so uh, we're out of time. Bruce and I hope you enjoyed today's chat with uh, Terry Schilling. Until next Saturday, this is Eb Wilkinson and... Bruce Ash, thanking you for joining us and wishing everyone here a very pleasant good afternoon.